What's up, everyone? Welcome to the uh, EOS Fireside Chat for April 5th, 2023. Got a bunch of topics for you today, as always. First off, first off, starting off with a little recap from the March events, bunch of event highlights to share, and then, of course, talking about April events that are coming up. And then, of course, the big topic these days, EOS EVM updates, lots of documentations uh, this week to talk about. Uh, EOS has been in the crypto news. We had Altcoin Daily, over a million subs featuring EOS in one of these videos, and Eve went on to the very popular Wendy O Show as well. And then on the technical side, of course, the EOS engineers always hard at work. Leap version 3.2.3 patch release is available. We're talking about Boyd today. They've got a new blog and a new uh, grant that uh, grant application to talk about. Upland every week, lots of up updates from Upland, of course. This weekend, the Eden upvote elections are going on. Register if you haven't yet. We're talking EOS 10 with Patrick and EOS Go published an article as well on Eden. And then, of course, wrapping it up with the community open mic section. But really, the community open mic is on all the time during the show. You guys know you can just jump in at any time. We like that. And then maybe some off-topic banter. Maybe you guys want to, maybe you guys saw some nice April Fool's jokes. Uh, and uh, yeah, curious to hear about that. But before we get into that, of course, what is EOS all about? EOS is a layer one smart contract platform that is governed by its community. It's the only crypto network that had its foundation emerge organically from within the community years after the launch of the network. Ever since the EOS network took its fate into its own hands by freezing the vesting tokens originally allocated for Block 1 and establishing instead the EOS network foundation, the network has seen a profusion of initiatives being researched and deployed in the last 18 months. We're talking the EOS network foundation launch, of course, the Pomelo crowdfunding platform, Yield Plus, Recover Plus, the ongoing grant framework, the Antelope rebrand, followed by the Antelope Coalition, followed by the EOS Independence Day. The EOS Roadshow of last year, which is, to be honest, still going on this year. Inter-blockchain communication launched earlier this year. EOS EVM is launching this month. EOS Network Ventures coming up as well in the future. And a bunch of EOS partnerships with Binance, Masari, Busan, City in South Korea, and many others. And by the way, there's still a lot of EOS funding opportunities available today. Whether you're new to the community or you've been with us for years... We encourage crypto builders of all, all kinds, from content creators to developers, to take a look at the new EOS, find out how they can get funded while adding value to the EOS ecosystem. If it wasn't yet crystal clear, EOS is in the midst of an epic narrative reversal, and the new EOS has the potential to become the biggest comeback story of 2023. My name is Stefan, I'm one of the co-founders of EOS Nation, we're a top rank block producer on EOS and other antelope chains, and I'm happy and honored to be your host for today. All right, for those of you who listen to this intro every week, let me know if you were able to spot the small edit I did this week, all right? And thanks to everyone in Discord joining us live. We've got almost 50 people already. Did we just lose Steph? I think yes. I thought it seems was... like we did. 
And he's back. Uh, he's back. Oh no. The storm. It begins. The sto- it begins. <laughs> There's a big storm out here. I'm uh I'm just happy to have power right now, to be honest. And then seemed like so I'm on my mobile. Anyways, I'll keep going, but if you guys uh, if I disconnect then uh you guys can just continue on with the far side without me. We've got Andrew on deck to be a replacement host. He's been warming up on the bench, ready to get in there if uh, if he's needed. So we'll be okay in the end. Um, but yeah, please let me know when I disconnect, I guess, because I'll have no idea of knowing. But anyway, so pop tokens every day, when, every week when you join us in the Fireside Chat on Discord, you get to claim your pop token. And then at the end of the month, you can trade them in for, for a raffle ticket and you can win great prizes like a bunch of cool NFTs and even a top prize of 50 EOS. There's 50 minutes left to blend your March raffle ticket. If you want to get in there, the draw will be happening sometime tonight after the fireside. And then the April raffle tickets will be available uh, to be created. So let me just share that link here in the chat. Um, other than that, let's uh, let's get into the... Uh, Let's get into the uh, the topics. So ENF March 2023 event highlights. So we've been talking about these events, uh, you know, every week kind of have as they've happened. Uh, but uh, this week they published a nice blog post combining all of the tweets, all of the videos, all of the pictures, all of the media in one place. So if you want to go take a look at that, uh, you can find that at the link uh, below. Um, and also, Liam posted a recap video from his time at ETH Denver earlier uh, in the month or at the end of the last month. So you can check that out as well. Um, quick, also a little shout out to the ENF team in Asia. They've, they're also hosting event. They're hosting uh, Twitter spaces. They're pretty good at it, actually. Their latest one on GameFi had over 1,700 people tuning in. So I shared the link here in the chat um, for those of you who, who, who maybe uh, speak Chinese and want to listen to it. All right. Um, so that's kind of a recap of the events that happened last month. But there's, of course, more events going on this month. The next one is in, in uh, Austin at Consensus 2023. Uh, last week, we heard uh, from... Julie and from Zach talking about this event. They're going there. They're hosting. The ENF is hosting a side event uh, outside of the consensus uh, conference. And so they invited the community to go out there. Uh, the EOS Nation team is actually going to be sending two of our team members. Uh, shout out to Dave and Jason. They both, uh, they both live out in that area. So they'll be out there um, at the... ENF side event and potentially at the uh, conference as well. So uh, if any of you guys are out there as well, say hi, of course. Um, always great to meet people in the community. And quick side note, I want to give a, a shout out to Dave and Jason for the great video work and producing work they do for the Fireside. So they're part of the EOS Nation team, of course, uh, on the Dot Gems marketing studio and they run our fireside production. They run. They make the uh, 
timestamps, the highlight clips, all of that stuff that you see, all the content that gets produced uh, from the fireside. Uh, I may be the one talking for a couple hours, but they're doing all the hard work in the back, in the background, and making sure this great content that we we, we create here, um, with all the great guests that come on and can talk directly about their content, you know, they help make that available to as many people as possible. So, hat tip to Dave and Jason, and. Uh, I'm jealous I don't get to uh, go to the event with you guys, but I'm sure you guys will have a good time and share some pics and stories uh, when you get back from it. Yeah. Round of applause for David Jason. Why not? All right. Um, anyone from uh, the ENF team want to jump in here with some more details maybe about this event or perhaps other upcoming events? For example, an event in Hong Kong maybe. I can't comment on the event, uh, the former, but I can comment on the latter if you'd like, or we can wait till somebody comments on the former. Now let's get into it. We talked consensus a fair amount last week. Hi. Right. Oh, oh, then nope. Go for it, Patty. Well, no, I was going to say I can follow you, but for consensus, we have um, a side event that's going to kick off consensus on Tuesday evening from four, 5 to 7 at a local brewery. Uh, we actually are partnering, um, which I think was shared last week, with the uh, Blockchain Alliance, Upland, uh, Telos, and uh, one other partner that we're securing. Uh, we'll be hosting a panel uh, and then really a networking event. Um, we're targeting to have 100 people there, so would love for you guys to join us. Um, and it is the night before the official consensus event starts so we're expecting um a good crowd our very own zach will be on the panel at the event and uh again just look forward to meeting you and uh, meeting you guys and i know that uh even if you want to touch on hong kong and that's actually happening happening before consent yes so i'm heading out to hong kong this saturday morning uh, i'll be arriving sunday evening hong kong time so uh, for those of you, Eastern time hours will be getting there Sunday morning. And I'm there essentially for, I believe it's nine nights. Uh, I'm there until the 17th, uh, 16th or 17th, depending on where you are in the world. Um, during that time there, it's the Web3 Festival. So that's the main, uh, I guess, underlying event. But as with any other uh, main events, there's always side events. And that's where um, every night, essentially, there are three, four, even some nights more than that. Uh, events, different uh, either dinners or banquets or uh, tours of, uh, you know, for example, I'm going to go um, visit the Hong Kong government, or I guess a, a third party that works with government um, to look at what Hong Kong is doing and, and how we can potentially play a role in there or how we can leverage that. Uh, we have an office in Hong Kong that we rent because we have staff there, so I'll go visit them. Um, a bunch of different uh, side events as well with uh, different VCs, with developers, builders, etc. Alongside then that main event, which is where uh, traditionally, I guess, when you when you picture of a whatever a, a blockchain week type of thing, uh, for those who've been, it's it's typically a conference with a bunch of different speakers in between. Then you've got a bunch of different mini events type of things. So that'll be ongoing. Um, and overall, it's just going to be an incredibly busy week. I don't control my schedule so the internal team here controls my schedule and if i count the amount of meetings that i'm earmarked for uh it's on average maybe five or six per day every day for nine days straight 
Um, so even if I uh, attend uh, half or a little bit over half of those, that should still be roughly 20 to 25 different uh, meetings with either investors, builders, um, government agencies, et cetera, et cetera. So it should be a very, very packed event. And as everybody knows as well, Hong Kong uh, has signaled that it's reopening to Web3. So it's trying to reposition itself. Uh, so for us, we had seen that coming a long time ago. We wanted to ensure we had a presence there. So we opened up uh, an office there with people there a long time ago. So we're already ready. We're already good. And uh, we're just looking at how we can further amplify and leverage the fact that Hong Kong is, is trying to retake its position that it lost over the last couple of years, not just in Web3, but as a global financial hub, um, because the events with, with mainland China and with COVID, et cetera, over the last couple of years have taken a hit for Hong Kong. So it's trying to reposition itself. And we want to make sure that we're able to uh, take advantage of that and be there. So that's, uh, that's what it's going to be like next week. And I'll be there, I guess, for EVM launch too. Uh, so EVM launch is slated for April 14th. Uh, depending on where you are in the world, it'll be April 13th or 14th. I'll be there for that and potentially other things to, uh, to come in to announce uh, in the next week as well. So it should be a really good time. Hey, that's great. Thanks for sharing that perspective of kind of the, not the behind the scenes, of, uh, of what a blockchain week looks like, but maybe the higher level for, for the different types of people. I've attended, I think only one actually crypto conference, uh, the Futurist Conference in Toronto. And that was just as a, as a regular regular pleb with nothing, no special access or meetings planned. Um, so it's cool to hear kind of what it looks like on your side of things. And yeah, hope I can get, hope I can uh, attend one of these events eventually. Oh, actually, one thing to add because people have been asking about uh, Pusan, for example, and any updates on that. So I've mentioned before uh, the MOU with Pusan. Essentially, a big part of it is on their end now to create the favorable conditions for investments to be made. But apart, um, uh, alongside us being a signatory in Pusan, there were five other members. Uh, two of them, which we will meet next week, uh, Foresight Ventures and Coinness. Um, Foresight Ventures, I'm actually speaking at an event that they're hosting. I believe it's Monday night, Hong Kong time. So uh, two, uh, Monday morning, Eastern time. Uh, and then Coinness as well. We are hosting an event and they'll be joining. And I believe I'm attending one of the events that they're joining too. So uh, although you may not have heard anything from Pusan, the city itself, uh, the work that we started there with the other people, uh, there's been movements with the other people. And so that should be really uh, interesting too. So keep an eye out for, um, for those events. And I guess the debrief of those events and, and any materials and media that comes out of it. Um, and maybe another thing that I'll be adding, I'll be joining a Binance VIP event because um, Binance has a strong presence there. Uh, what else? Yeah, tons of events. I think I think there's something like 20 different events that I'm slated to attend while I'm there in the uh, in the eight days in terms of actual night events. Very cool. Very cool. Looking forward to hearing about that in uh, in a couple of weeks when you're back uh, back on fireside time zones. All right, I guess uh, we move on to our next topic here. Uh, of course, the EOS EVM is launching this month. 
there's been uh, some more documentation shared, or maybe it was already shared before, but we're going to share it again. Um, and anyone here uh, maybe uh, working on this stuff or from the community that's been trying out the ELC VM on the test net or have questions, whatever, would love to hear from you guys. Uh, I kind of asked, just uh, asked very, very lightly uh, if some of the devs, you know, would be on here, but turns out they're probably busy working on the ELC VM, so uh, couldn't, couldn't get anyone confirmed with some deep technical knowledge to come talk to us today, but uh, just going to share the links in the chat here uh, below. We've got, of course, the docs, which I think was shared last week. There's the getting started section. Uh, there's definitely the faucet, which is new from this week, I'm pretty sure. So you can just head on over to this this website and grab some EOS tokens on the e on the testnet for the EOS EVM. And um, there's a Telegram group as well with almost 400 people in it already talking about EOS EVM. Did I miss anything? Oh, there's a... That's awesome. You mentioned the most popular dApp on the testnet right now. What's that? The the faucet's the most popular dApp. Um, oh, yeah. Free money. Um, and, Who doesn't uh, like free money? Genius. It, yeah. Uh, Denny added um, some a little analytic thing uh, box or piece of text that shows how many uh, transactions per hour are being pushed through the faucet uh, to showcase the speed. So there's different parameters of the faucet. There's things like a cooldown. There's you could have a captcha to like stop bots. Um, you could give like a bunch of EOS at a time, or you can give one EOS at a time. And the, the strategy behind this particular faucet was to showcase the, the speed and performance of the EVM. So rather than giving like 100 EOS of resources, you get one at a time. So if you need 100 EOS, you've got to click that button 100 times. And what's cool about that is you're able to actually see how fast the EVM actually is. You could look on the Block Explorer and see it, or you could just trust the, the front-end interface that says success, 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 success. So either way you want to look at it, you can look at the block explorer if you want to trust the chain, or you could just trust the front end. But it's it's super performant, super smooth, super fast. Um, that, and there's also that does sound like a Denny thing for sure. <laughs> very much a Denny thing. It was great. It was great <laughs> feedback over the weekend. That nobody involved with this project stops over the weekend, and Denny was just firing out all these great ideas. That's just the one off the top of my head I remember. But um, I think a lot of the Change every change to the faucet that happened since it launched on Friday was all pretty much Denny. Very cool. So, do I just need to put my as a as a as a noob here that doesn't quite understand everything? Do I just need to put any Ethereum address into this? Yeah, faucet? any public key. It could be the same public key that you use for Ethereum. You you just you just need to change the RPC endpoints in your MetaMask settings, just like you would uh, jumping between like Polygon and Ethereum. It's no different. You just set the endpoint to EOCVM. That's uh, mm -hmm. in the docs. It's in the most recent blog. Uh, and then it just works. Like, it, put your public key in and ask for EOS. And then once you have the EOS, you could transfer it to another account, or you could try out um, uh, the, the frog swap, or there's, I can't remember the other swap. There's two swaps live now. You, if, if you want to try finding all of the uh, test apps, um, you could start looking for, like, uh, token contracts. If you could find the token contracts through the Block Explorer, that'll lead you to pretty much all of the uh, test applications going on right now. There you go. Awesome. 
Thanks. Thanks for that explanation. And thanks, Denis, for uh, the other the process. other the other thing worth testing, even without a DAP, is the bridge. Uh, one of the biggest pieces of feedback we've received and we knew firsthand going into it, so it wasn't really a surprise, is there's friction for creating an EOS account. Um, it's one of the bigger priorities going on kind of in the uh, background with, with the ENF. Um, one of the biggest issues with onboarding uh, token holders into EOS is if they want, is especially in the current environment where no one wants to keep a large amount of money on a centralized exchange. The, one of the biggest hurdles to kind of growing the ecosystem has been getting people to go from speculators or token holders holding some assets on an exchange to being people who actually use the chain. And the, the, the need and requirement for a full native EOS account is completely absent with the EVM. Um, you could transfer tokens both inbound and outbound without ever touching a native EOS account, without ever understanding what net RAM or CPU are. All you need to know is that it costs you about 0.01 EOS to cross the bridge and send your tokens either to or from the EVM to or from uh, a native EOS account or a centralized exchange. So whenever you're withdrawing from a centralized exchange, say you're on Binance, you bought, you bought a couple thousand EOS tokens, you want to send them to the EVM to play in some DeFi. All you do is you withdraw your tokens, and this is once it's live, don't do it right now, uh, withdraw tokens to eosio.evm, and then in the memo field, you just copy and paste your Ethereum public key, and then you hit withdraw. Uh, a few minutes later, or instantly, if depending on the exchange, you will see those EOS tokens on your MetaMask wallet. Uh, you could do the opposite. The opposite requires uh, the front-end interface for the bridge, uh, and the links to that are in all of the documentation and on the blog. If you want to send tokens from the EOS EVM to Binance, then you simply use the front-end for the bridge, and you, you sign in with your MetaMask wallet, and then you put in... EOS account name, so Binance Cleos. And then in the memo field, you put your, your memo, whatever your typical ideas for Binance, and you hit send. The tokens go from the EOS EVM to native EOS to Binance. You never need to touch a, a native EOS account. And we're working on a, um, a, a it, it's pretty simple, just going to the bridge front end. You should be able to figure it out. But one of the things that will be published uh, before the EVM launch will actually be just a guide that walks you through exactly what I just said. That just shows how easy it is. And then that would be a reference that if someone's new to EOS and they're like, how do I withdraw my EOS from an exchange to EVM? It'll be basically the document that myself or anyone in the community will share with that person in the public chats or if they just find our documentation. It's super easy. Very nice, very nice. So are we still on track for the launch on the 14th of April? Yep. Uh, for, for everyone on this call in the United States, it'll actually be on the 13th. Uh, we're targeting morning on the 14th, Asia time. There you go. All and right. the contracts are actually, if you look on chain on the mainnet, you'll see a lot of things already happening. It's, it's not live, but things are happening. There's uh, permission sets being made or set, I should say. There's contracts being deployed. If, if you know where to look, you could see it all kind of happening. And that's just to ensure that there's uh, no issues with launch. 
All right, I want to see I want to see someone using the faucet cuz looks like the last transaction oh no, a few seconds ago. Never mind. Yeah, so I, I was watching a fix right now, so I was uh updating the faucet as we were speaking uh there was like a time also a, a classic diddy thing <laughs> it's all fixed now uh and then one of the, a few stats and stuff i can say is that uh so the faucet was uh right now it kind of needs to be a rate limited slightly because there's actually a lot of um you know there's been some bots that have been kind of coding the faucet so they've just they just request over and over and over so if you're looking at a block explorer you actually just see tons and tons of faucet transactions, which is good to go and see the, the speed and the capacity of the EOS and EVM chain. So I think the, the rate, it was about 10,000 transactions an hour, and uh, which is still, there's still a lot more capacity for it. But in total, I think the faucet has pushed at least half a million tra tra transactions in the last two or three days. So um, yeah, it has Why a lot of... Say 305 transactions per hour? Because I just, I just reset it just, just recently. You just reset the counter. We've just got to wait a bit yeah, for yeah, us yeah. to do their thing. All right. All yeah. Right. So it, it, it scales up to about, I think the most I've seen was about 10,000 transactions an hour. Um, so as the bots kind of start spamming away. But I've been trying to stop the bot, bit, but not too much, right? Because you don't want to lose the performance of like having a nice, clean, you know, uh, being able to push a faucet every one second, but not five times a second type of thing, because then that's just abuse. So um, yeah, but it's it's working out pretty well. Uh, and you can also put in your, your EOS account as well. So if, if you don't have an EVM account, you can put in your EOS account and then use the bridge. So let's say if you wanted to bridge uh, assets from EOS to EVM, you can also use this faucet to get tokens uh, on EOS or on EVM. So you just drop whatever account in there. Well, it, it is testnet, so you can't actually use your. You're using an EOS account, but not your main EOS account. Jungle for if anybody has a Jungle for account, it would have to be a testnet. Account. Jungle for testnet. Jungle for testnet. Yeah. If you're a holder of a Jungle for testnet account, this is your time to get rich. Get on there. <laughs> get those free testnet tokens. Yeah. yeah, so that functionality works, but for like convenience sake, like the biggest feedback we've received for like people, like Ethereum developers, for example, is just like, let, let me just touch the EVM and, and that's all. And I saw GlueDog in, in the chat saying like native EOS is better. I, I agree. I think we all agree. Um, the fact that the EVM is so performant, while not even native to the base layer, it's just, um, I'm trying to, I have an analogy of it's kind of like an emulator. It's kind of like you could think of uh, EOS as like a, a PlayStation 10, some futuristic version of PlayStation, and it runs old uh, Xbox games or old place old version of PlayStation games better than the uh, system itself. It, it's just that fast. Um, but in, and the other thing is that uh, the just to reiterate things we've stated many times over is that even though like right now we're heading into the EVM launch and there's a lot of hype and buzz around that, native EOS and the base layer of Antelope and Leap is of the utmost priority. Um, it's kind of being drowned out with all the EVM discussion, but there are release candidates uh, that have been pushed, uh, two of them already, for Leap 4.0. So that's coming out uh, most likely uh, late April. 
So there's a lot of things happening and then also gearing up towards an, another big release in September. So just to reiterate what we keep saying is uh, we'll continue to focus a lot of the engineering on uh, the base layer VOS. So even though we're talking a lot more about EVM lately, uh, just know that in the background from an engineering and product standpoint, uh, Antelope is still of the utmost importance. Yeah, and might as well skip ahead briefly to the uh, Leap 3.2.3 release notes. We want to show some, some, some concrete proof of what Zach's just talking about here. This was released just a couple of days ago. It's mo mainly bug fixes and stuff for a previous version of Leap. But uh, you know, from what I've been told, node operators always like this. Fewer bugs on their, uh, on their notes. So there you go. I don't know. Is Zach here? Yeah. Uh, that's, no. that's actually that's actually the wrong release. Uh, so that, that that is a patch, but that's to, a patch to three point two. Um, yeah. yeah. Leap four point has also uh, has a release candidate. Right, release candidate two. I think we talked about last week. Uh, or are you talking about even further? Anyways. Yeah, it doesn't matter. There's just more, there's there's more leap coming out. Let's just say lots that. coming, lots being yeah. worked on, lots coming. This was released just a couple of days. It's a patch. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Oh, Daniel Keys here sharing a demo of Leap 4.0 features at the Node Operator Roundtable today. You want to jump on here, share a bit about what you saw? Yeah, I won't say too much. I'll I'll just say stay tuned for the YouTube video um, that probably Dave or Jason are are speaking of our awesome work. Dave and Jason have been doing on the on the video editing side of things. Um, that was just recorded today, and we'll likely get. Published on the on the I believe the ENF YouTube channel sometime yeah, yep. soon, so so you can check that out um, in the coming days. Lovejoy, those are usually Fridays, right? I think they're Fridays. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they're every week. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, the, what you just spoke of, Daniel Stephen Diesel. Our lead product manager was—he he gave kudos to a bunch of people in our uh, team chat today, but I didn't really know what he was talking about. He just said it was a demo on the leap call, so I'm looking forward to watching it myself because I was uh, not there. Yeah, it was cool to see again uh, uh, all the new features coming to to 4.0 and the engineers who built them demoing them. So the first time seeing a lot of these folks, uh, you know, in public. So that's uh, I think going to be interesting for folks to see. All right, and before we move on from EOS EVM, one last link I wanted to share and mention is the Block Explorer, EOS EVM Block Explorer. So that's the link right there. And uh, look at that, a Block Explorer on EOS that doesn't show the VP rankings and instead shows the transactions, which is what people want to see. That's nice. Um, there you go. Cool. So I don't mind. Thanks for sharing in NFTivity, but uh, probably should mute your mic. Um, Lewis asked a question before he lost electricity about uh, this image. What is this image of the different EOS tokens? I think those are old non-used EOS tokens. ERC-20 is obviously the, uh, the Ethereum version, which was during the ICO. 
BEP2, BEP2, and BEP20. I'm not sure what chain that is. Bitcoin? No. Anyways, I don't mm -hmm. think these are the ELCPM tokens that you're looking for, Lewis. Those will be out uh, soon enough. All right, Morton Matt D asks, I'm imagining maybe from YouTube. Thanks for sharing, uh, Dave. Is there a way to bridge my mainnet EOS address to EVM? So what you bridge are your tokens located in your EOS account, but you're not bridging your account to the Ethereum virtual machine. Like Zach mentioned earlier, all you need is any Ethereum public key in order to be able to uh, to use that key as your account in the EOS EVM. Hopefully that asks your question, uh, Morton Matti. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And there will be a, a bridge right now. The, the current bridge right now is on the testnet. So I posted the link, the EVM bridge testnet. Uh, I'm sure once the mainnet is deployed and it's everything's functional, there will be a mainnet bridge. And this is to bridge EOS address to your EVM address, or just to be able to transfer, let's say, from an exchange. So let's say if you have assets on Binance, you can use this bridge to transfer your EOS assets from an exchange to your EVM EOS uh, addresses. So this is the but bridge. That, not using the EOS account name. Yeah, well, you, you use your EOS, so you can use both. So what it is, is you put the memo as your EVM address. So the bridge is essentially right. just a smart exactly. contract on the EOS side and on the EVM side. So you can bridge over your EOS asset by putting a memo saying, send to this Ethereum address. There you go. And we can practice doing all that right you now can... on the testnet and not be Correct. afraid of losing uh, yeah. real tokens. Correct. So Lewis asked if uh, looks like he wants to bridge wrapped ETH to EOS would be on that or not working on that. That's a good question, but probably I would say no. Uh, so multi-chain's in the process of trying uh, to deploy to the testnet. They're not deployed yet. Um, and they will deploy to mainnet uh, probably not the day of just because it's Friday. No one launches anything on Friday usually. So they'll probably de deploy shortly after the mainnet launch, but their bridge, it's connected to like 90 different chains, uh, including obviously Ethereum. So if you want to bring wrapped ETH, there will be a, a minimum of at least one uh, bridge available that has liquidity uh, of all the major like L1 protocol tokens and a lot of uh, ERC20s also. So you'll be able to bring that capital into the EOS EVM uh, very early on. Very no cool. promises for day one, but very early. Yeah, very cool. So that's, I guess that's kind of the point of the multi-chain partnership, and that's kind of their, their value proposition is they're going to enable the ELCVM to accept all sorts of different wrapped tokens through, through their protocol. Yeah, they have a, a cross-chain router. It, it's, it's pretty standard to connect to other EVM chains, and that's like why the EVM standard is so, so valuable is because it makes plug-and-play really easy for, for projects that, that have these kind of tools. And hopefully they won't be the last bridge either. So uh, obviously the, um, the more robust rails there could be, the, the better and the less, uh, I guess, single source of fit, potential failures, things like that. 
right. Uh, any other questions from the crowd or anyone wants to jump onto their chair? Ask some questions, share some feedback. Hear it. All right, moving on to some less technical news. We had some nice EOS exposure in the crypto mainstream this week. The biggest comeback story of 2023 by Altcoin Daily. 1.3 million subscribers, almost 60,000 views on this video released a couple of days ago. Very cool. Very cool to see the narrative of EOS being shared and propagating through the wider crypto space. Definitely uh, what we need and definitely what we want to see. So that's very cool. And then the other crypto mainstream uh, spot, if you will, was Eve going on to the Wendy O show and um, yeah, talking about the, the EOS story. I haven't had the chance to listen to it. Is, the, is Eve still with us? I think. No, we missed him. Sorry, guys. I wanted to ask him about the show, but I know he was on a tight schedule today. We missed him, but you guys can go check it out if you want. Um, so yeah, good to see EOS getting some nice exposure on the social media. Yeah, we'll probably um, be booking Eve on that regularly. So that was his second time on there. Um, and Wendy really, really appreciates him every time because he adds a lot of good input. But the style of the show, it's very top of funnel. It's not an interview about EOS. It's not an interview about Eve. It's not an interview about the ENF. It's, it's really just a format that she does every Friday. It's, it's a live stream panel. She invites influencers or um, representatives from projects onto the panel. And they basically just discuss uh, current events. So it's, it's more normie content than deep in the weeds content about any particular project. Yeah, cool concept. I guess, you know, the influencers want to go on her show. She wants to have people to make her show interested, come on the show. And uh, yeah, so definitely. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the one guy it on the. It can't be bad for us to no, have and it's, on it's, there it's, regularly. No, because he's usually like the smartest guy on the panel. Because a lot of times he's put up against like influencers who, yeah, I mean, to a newbie might be pretty smart. They probably are. They're not. They're not noobs themselves, but they just don't have the same industry expertise, insight, and depth of like international like things going on. Yeah, it's uh, so basically every probably two or three months we'll be back on there. She's got a huge following. She's also a CoinDesk uh, contributor, uh, does uh, some of the, uh, pod I don't know if it's podcasting, but the video streaming through CoinDesk. So really good contact to have. Good friend. Yeah, so I was looking at the, at the view count and the sub count actually uh, earlier today while doing the research here. Uh, 1.3 million subs for Altcoin Daily. 56,000 views, whereas Wendy is 184,000 subs. She, and she's, she's much smaller than Altcoin Daily, but compared to a lot of uh, the channels, I guess, within her own ecosystem, she, she's very big. But Altcoin Daily is like a monster. Like that, yeah. that was a really good yeah. one. Yeah, no, definitely. And it also showcased that the, um, the Altcoin Daily video came about because of a video that was recorded, I think the video of Rhett was from like Web Summit. So it was from something in like September or October, and it's just now reaching the surface. So that's like the long tail, long tail value 
of a lot of uh, these conferences and activities that, that we're doing and sharing uh, pictures of and things like that, because it, it's the gift that keeps on giving. A lot of uh, like in, initial introductions or meetings that ha happen at these conferences, sometimes they take months or even longer in some cases to kind of come to fruition until there's something to be able to share publicly. So all of that stuff is constantly going on. Hopefully we'll have something to share with everyone about one of those soon. I can uh, confirm that what's, what Zach is saying. By the way, the Altcon guys are very, very friendly. The uh, meeting was originally scheduled to be with uh, Big Boy Crypto, but that guy just didn't even show up. Um, and they took over and they did a, a very good job, in my opinion. So I'm, I met all of them in a dinner bre a breakfast meeting. So I pitched EOS to basically all the YouTube uh, guys. What uh, conference was that, right? It was at the, the Dubai Future Blockchain Summit. Oh, um, so was, it the one, was that the one in November? Or? I got yeah, confused. Yeah. I thought it was an older yeah, conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. was, uh, so we had a booth, Zaisan and ENF had a booth there. Uh, it was a successful event. Very cool. Thanks for sharing that, that context, Rhett. Thanks for sharing the EOS story as well, of course. All right. Uh, cool stuff. So we're going to move on to our next topic. I want to talk a bit about Boyd today. Uh, is, uh, is John still with us? I think so. See him in the chat here, and I see you guys have been more uh, more active on social media. You've got a new blog that just came out, and you're also in the process of applying for a grant from the grant framework. Hey, Steph. Yes, we um, we've been pretty busy behind the scenes. So yeah, we we have a blog producer on EOS and Telos. People might not know about. But we were recently voted into the top 21 on Telos. We have a site, uh, bp.boyd.com, where you can see all of our um, infrastructure. So all the servers we run, all the history nodes, RPC servers, IBC, Lightproof servers. So everyone should go check that out. Um, we also are going through How the process. How long have you guys been a block producer, John, just real quick? Um, I want to say uh, about a year we've been like a candidate, you know, uh, okay. but since we've been putting more effort into kind of marketing ourselves as a block producer, we've, and also we're getting more involved with the TELUS community. So that helped us to get uh, more attention there. We uh, actually, we started the EOS block producer around the time that EOS power up was launched, but um, because we heard through contacts that block one wanted to help support us by voting for us and i mean you know <laughs> uh, classic block one story but yeah so the eos block producer is there it hasn't gotten too much attention because we're not participating in the vote buying and everything not i mean we're not you know we don't have a strong um 
ethical stance against it. It's more just we don't have the time and energy to deal with all that. <clears throat> so there's still okay, lots cool. of other yeah, things no, going on as well. I was just wondering uh, how long uh, that thing on. I knew you guys had one, but I knew it was new as well. So I want some more info there. Yeah, yeah. And so we're work we're also working on a uh, Antelope Firewall grant, which is um, uh, firewall would basically it's a piece of software that goes in front of a EOS node and it helps it to uh, with rate limiting and resource management. So you can spam this uh, firewall node and it'll protect the EOS node from getting overwhelmed. And we're hoping that this makes it easier and more uh, predictable for you know, anyone to spin up an EOS node that's actually usable and reliable when there's a lot of spam. There's also issues like when you have subjective billing turned on on uh, nodes and you're talking to an endpoint like Graymass, one, one node be behind this endpoint might subjectively bill you and say that you can't do a transaction and then you do you try again and you hit another node behind Graymass's API because they might have, you know, a dozen nodes behind there that all have different subjective CPU readings for, for you. Basically, like, we want to move all that stuff out of the node and have the this subjective billing, blacklisting, rate limiting, things like that. We want to move all that out into a separate process that's easier for infrastructure providers to uh, manage. Okay, right on. Um, yeah, the, I don't know if I, I think I, I, these were just the notes I took, but I wrote it down as the, the Grant Antelope Firewall, which I thought was funny. Um, but the project name is the Antelope Firewall. Yeah, we want to come up with a more creative name for it, but yeah. A play on the, the Great Firewall of China is probably not the best idea. Um, there you go. So yeah, lots of nice information there in the application. I like that you guys have been around for, for such a long time in the EOS community. So I always like kind of highlighting some of the cool projects that, uh, that such teams are working on, even if I may not completely understand them. But I mean, EOS Power Up, you know, I use that every single day, pretty much. Uh, so that's been super valuable to me as an end user. So definitely worth a, a hat tip for that. Yeah, we're looking forward to building more tools and, you know, more useful products like that. Yeah, and I see also you guys have a new blog, or I don't know if it's new or not, but I just came across it uh, this week. I guess it's been, looks like it's a month old or so. Um, what's the what's the idea behind behind the, the this blog? The blog, it's just we're trying to make more efforts on the marketing front. We're just not, uh, haven't been doing much marketing and we're starting to spin that up and the blog is just somewhere that we can start posting kind of big picture type blog posts about the ecosystem and you know we have one about DeFi and one about scientific research and distributed computing and things like that um, a big part of it is just like to help improve uh, SEO uh, to help drive traffic to you know the Boyd side and things like that Right on, right on. Yeah, no, these are these are definitely interesting topics. So not specific to EOS or Telos or anything like that. 
more uh, high, high level uh, article on, but still, of course, topics that are related to Boyd. So that's cool. Yeah, we're trying to, I mean, the ultimate goal for Boyd was always to really attract uh, people that don't really know or care about um, Web3 or blockchain. Um, especially like PC gamers that have, you know, good hardware that are competitive, you know. So that's kind of the angle that we're going to be going for marketing this year once uh, things are up and running. Right on. Good stuff. Well, keep it up. I always like seeing uh, seeing updates from you guys. Cool. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for joining us uh, on the Fireside. All right. Um, moving on. What else do we have here on the agenda? Upland, Upland updates. Of course, lots of Upland updates. Uh, there's one in particular that caught my attention. Uh, let me see here. Natural disasters are coming to Upland. With <laughs> an epic impact. Epic impact. The natural disaster got him. <laughs> Classic natural disaster Bang. got me. Am I back? All right, I'm back. You're back. The irony. The irony. There's a, there's a natural. Actually, the storm outside doesn't look so bad. Uh, I peeked my head beside my monitor here. Um, but yeah, no, I thought, uh, you know, I th thought that was funny. It was like, Really, really upland. They went there. And then you open up the article, and then you know, April Fools. Of course, it's an April Fools joke. Although, you know, brought me back to my Sim City days, and there were definitely natural disasters ravaging my cities back then. So I, I thought ah, I, I, that's possible, and that's kind of it's kind of what makes a good April Fools joke, right? Something that it could be plausible, but ah, in the end, it's just a joke. So I don't know. That was funny. Just, just thought I'd. Uh, I'd share that with everyone. Um, of course, there's uh, a bunch of other updates from Upland. I'm going to share just a couple links here, but not necessarily go deep within them. But um, I definitely like that we're hearing about Upland more and more these days. ENF obviously has a partnership with them for their upcoming hackathon. So that's very cool. Um, and then here we, we see a tweet. I'm not too sure what, who this person is, but... Seems like uh, they're impressed that Upland is minting 80 NFTs uh, a second, uh, which is cool to see the amount of demand you know that ha that Upland has for their for those NFT releases, and of course that stuff runs on EOS. So that's always fun. All right, last topic of the day. Are we going to get through the show in under an hour? I don't think so, but. Uh, Eden elections are coming up on Saturday. Election starts 9 a.m. Eastern, I think. Last time there were some issues with the time. This this time around, I'm pretty sure it's 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, the room, the election room on Zoom opens up at 8 a.m. Eastern, so an hour ahead. Show up at least, you know, at least 15 minutes before the start of the election uh, to make sure you're uh, ready to get in your breakout room, etc. And um, yeah. Um, at this point, I'm wondering if Patrick is around, one of our current chief delegates, and if you wanted to uh, say a few words about Eden and uh, your experiences as, as a chief delegate. 
before we move on to our, our, our the next Eden term. Patrick, I saw him unmute just a few seconds ago. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure he'll be back in just a bit. Hello, hello. Hello, hello Patrick. Yes, we can hear you. Hello, Stefan. I just jump in uh, now. I am maybe a little bit late. I don't know. Just, just on time. Perfectly on time, Patrick. We're just we're just getting to uh, perfectly on time. The, the Eden election. Topic. Okay. Indeed. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So you are the order chief delegate here. I think I saw Nathan in the chat earlier. I'm not sure if he's still here. It looks like he is. Um, or Joshua, or Joe, or seems to be. I am only me. No, I think it, it, I think it's you for now, Patrick. But Nathan, Nathan's in here. I'm not sure if he can if he can jump on the mic this week or not. But uh, yeah, I'd love to hear uh, some thoughts. Okay, uh, okay. Myself. I'm going to share the, uh, the 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 latest tweet or one of your latest tweets you shared a couple days ago. Uh, that was just to invite the people to join the hidden election on this Saturday, as I do always on every hidden election. I do a tweet that I am chief delegate or not, or delegate level one or not. So just reminding the people that that's 1 p.m. UTC on this Saturday and that you have uh, until uh, this Friday, 1 p.m. UTC also to uh, register. And seems to be that we are 5.55. I have not checked uh, the last count, but I will go. We have uh, 55 uh, registered mem hidden uh, members for this election. So that's not a lot, but um, as always, we do our best. So I encourage the people to, to join the election. At least 24 and by the way, shout out to Love. Absolutely. And shout out to Brandon Lovejoy, that is the MC confirmed for this uh, Saturday. And there will be Leicester of uh, Edenia that will administer uh, the, the of Edenia that will administer the election after that was the case on last term. And uh, yeah, I think uh, we will have a smooth election about the UTC time into the UI was changed into the election page. This also changed. So uh, about the time, there will be no issue with that. About the video restriction that was tested during the mock election of uh, March uh, um, 30, March 31, uh, that was a mock election. Uh, and Edenia stated to us that... Uh, all is going fine for the next election. That will be smooth. The upvote bot by Luca Persic uh, is doing his job of reminding. So that will be fine. So, so I think uh, green light for the next election, at least for on this uh, on this uh, matter. So about the production of the things that will go fine. So I cannot say more. We never know what could happen into an election, by the way. Absolutely. Are you are you going to be running again, Patrick? Uh, I have a project, yeah, that's the EOS Digital Extended Network. So I am building that with Vlad, CIC. We are building that very seriously. That's a nice platform. 
and I want to campaign. I, I have made my report about my election term five, what I have made with the funds. I have no more funds into my account, so I have distributed the funds for everything that should be. The, the last two actions that I have made with my funds, uh, that's about the bylaw on-chain. However, that we are not ratifying the bylaw on this term five uh, uh, about the, the ratification of the bylaw. We want that the bylaw can be on-chain. And Jesse, myself, we have met um, Edgar Fernandez of Edenia. We have speak with him about the bylaw on-chain. He, he has made an offer about 3,500 EOS for the bylaw on-chain with a nice um, user story how it, how it will work from the UI to push the bylaw on-chain. That will be all, all automatic from the UI for the next CDs that will be able to to push the bylaw on-chain. Yeah, baby. And we will have also the um, induction script generated uh, and on-chain, but that's not the priority. Priority number one is the bylaw on-chain, and Edina is working on that. The unclaiming funds, that was my big uh, commitment for this, select, for this uh, term that we will have unclaimed funds by delegate level one going back to the treasury. Uh, they have tested that during the mock election, but they will not push that for this term because to avoid um, uh, issues or errors, uh, bugs, they prefer to push that after. Um, yeah, I think all is into my report. I have pushed this report uh, into the Telegram uh, Eden, and I have pushed my report also into this into this uh, EOS uh, community news uh, chat here, and I have also uh, explained what I will do on the next term if I am elected, uh, or if I am not elected, I do the same. I continue to do a connection between the circles like Eden Fractal, Eden on EOS, Pomelo, to be very inclusive, collaboration, continue to develop nice process, and I am no expectation more than that, just to make that EOS, Eden and EOS is a great sandbox machine, a great sandbox engine where we create fantastic protocols, process, and then uh, only when all that is well made, we can have the people uh, collaborating and uh, we can maybe expect some funds of someone else. But before that, we have to collaborate between us. And I think the, the the most responsibility of a CD or a, or a delegate level one also is to use the funds that he has received and to distribute the funds where that has to be distributed. That's the that's that to be a CD uh, delegate uh, into um, into a community. It's to be very committed with the funds and to be very committed with what you say and uh, committed in all cases and not uh, make promise and not uh, do what you stated. Otherwise, myself, for example, I cannot see me in a window. If I say something, I will do. And you have other people that uh, say nothing, they do. And you have the third category, they say that they will do, but they don't do. And that's, it's very, very bad. Uh, when you say something and you don't do, uh, yeah, you can have sometimes problems, but... Um, we have all problems. I have also problems. So you have to be committed and you have the right to go to the left, to the right, but you have to rejoin the line of the Eden on EOS and go until the end and do what you were stating. 
and not have the eyes bigger than the body and not to be too much dispersed, but be very focused, very focused. And I think uh, the cities, I cannot speak for the other cities, but for this term, uh, every city we have, we have made what we can. Uh, yes, we were very independent. We have worked on each of our things, but we have used the funds very intelligently and we have funded uh, Edenia, we have funded uh, Luca Persic. Uh, yeah, also shout out to my other cities. I am very glad to have um, been in contact with them. And the videos that we have made into Telegram for the first time this season, that was sometimes a little bit depressed because there was not a lot of people joining, but that was always with good vibes. And this experience, I am very happy and I am okay to be again a CD on this term um, six uh, because uh, I am committed uh, and I, I do what I say and I love you all. So vote for me. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, Patrick. Thanks for sharing those passionate thoughts as always. Um, you know, I, I personally think you did a pretty good job as a, as a chief delegate. Obviously, you're very committed, very present. Um, you join these firesides. You get on the mic here with us. You share your thoughts. So I, I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, if there's anyone else in the crowd, any layer one delegates or anyone that plans on participating you want to share? Or maybe we can, uh, we can see some number ones in the chat if you plan on participating in the election this weekend, regardless if you registered yet or not. Just uh, let's see. I know, I know many of you guys join these elections. I've seen you in there before. And uh, yeah, J Jesse from the bees going to keep his streak alive, I think. Right, Jesse? Never, never once lost a layer one election in Eden. Only person in existence to do that. Good luck on keeping your, your record intact uh, this weekend, Jesse. Hey, hey everyone. Uh, the one thing I would add uh, to what Patrick was saying that the biggest problem in the last election was that people were uploading their round one videos during round two and uh, causing the website to crash. So um, that's been fixed um, according to the mock election test yeah. last week. So um, that should be good. But yeah, um, I'm going to participate, hopefully uh, keep the streak alive, and uh, we'll see what happens. So are, are people still expected to upload the videos right away? Uh, I think there was discussion of like delaying the uploads maybe, or how was that fixed? So, so the, the, the point is, uh, uh, sorry, Jesse, to, to, to interrupt you and shout out to you for all the work that you have made during this term with me, very close. Without you, that was not possible. So thank you very much. Just to answer to the, to the video upload, uh, it is in combination with the upvote bot by Luca. After that, the election uh, is during the election, you have to, you cannot send your upload of video until that the rounds are finished. So there will be no possibility to send the, the, the upload of the video during the rounds. So you have to, to, to wait that it is finished. Then there is a two-week uh, period after the election uh, until that, uh, that will, when the two-week is finished, you cannot upload any more the video. So there is a reminder by the upvote bot by Luca that we have funded uh, the CDs together. 
uh, in order that we have a 24 hour, 48 hour reminder. So Luca team will not send the reminder uh, at the first day. They will wait two days before the end of the two weeks or one day before the end of the, 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 the delay to send this reminder. Uh, and that sends only this reminder if no one into a breakout room has uploaded the video. That's, that's totally uh, correct. And the upload, upload board will also do some curish, let's say, show into the telegram who are the hidden members that are active and who are the members that are not active by checking uh, different things. And um, that's good. So, and I want also to, to, to say to, to Jesse, a big shout out for the soul bound token, because uh, that's during the, at the end of the election, uh, when a hidden member is a hidden prospect or a, uh, in, interested into Eden that was just inducted yet uh, now, for example, is just into the table Genesis smart contract table member. So he's just a candidate. And by doing to the, to the election, when he will do his uh, voting, that that's, you have to make your vote. At this moment, the Eden, the, the Eden member will receive a soul ball token, a nice one with this crow. Uh, explaining what it is about uh, the logic behind this uh, NFT entity, non-transferable token, not burnable, not transferable, and that will show that you are a proud member of uh, Eden Onios. And if you are behaving badly, like a big bastard, into this uh, Eden election, you will have maybe a soulball token stating to you, hey man or hey girl, uh, cool down a little bit, and join us again when you will be a better version of yourself. So uh, that's incentivized also the people to behave better and to inject the best nectar into EOS. The best nectar is, uh, is EOS, by the way. So we have to be a better version that we can. Sometimes we are upset, not uh, aligned with other people, but that's always good to, to find peace, take a breath, and then you are a better uh, version. So I think I am very positive for this next election. Also, if we are maybe not too much, better to have a good quality, good good people there that are, sorry to say, fucking committed, and that will do what they have to do to improve this uh, community. That's a sandbox. That's an experiment. Um, and I hope we will not have suck puppet during this election. I hope really that. Um, and uh, yeah, I finished there and shout out to everyone to, to, for all what you are doing and join this, join this either non EOS selection and go EOS. We have a lot of things going on and yeah, very happy. Right on, thanks, Patrick. All right, community open mic. If you guys have any questions or thoughts or anyone else wants to bring up some topics, talk about updates from projects you're working on, now's the time. Let's hear it.
like we're gonna wrap Stefan? this one up early. Yes. Stefan. Yes. Can I just uh, finish with something? Maybe uh, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Lenny, Lenny from the Sweden Lakes, the best, uh, the best guy that we have into Eden Onios currently. Very following closely what is happening and always giving the the remarks very well done doing the hidden recaps and and all so shout out lenny for all the work that you are doing and uh yeah there is also dancing joy with hidden fractal doing a fantastic job uh yeah everyone is doing a great job uh, Denis carrier uh, about the the best ordinal guy uh daniel keys with this uh, eos nation going on you stefan uh, Dario Cesaro, the drill, drill Surgeon Zeus. We have uh, DJ Strikanova from uh, um, Effect AI, if I am not wrong. Hernan Arbor doing a fantastic podcast. So, you know what? We are a great, great team. And I encourage everyone to change his name and put beside his name a joy. So we have Brandon Love Joy. We have Dancing Joy. We have Pat Nova Joy, we have Jesse Jab Joy. So now it's the time to put a joy. So Stefan, add a joy beside your name. <laughs> and right, see you. For the invitation into the Joy family, Patrick, I will. I will consider it, but it's a big decision. I can't just take that decision lightly and right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a big decision, exactly. Big yeah. Decision. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Patrick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good shout outs, lots of great people in this community for sure. And it's great to uh, hang out with many of them every week here. Oh, still over 60 people in the Discord, plus everyone watching on Facebook. Wow. Facebook, YouTube. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, thanks for joining. Hope uh, you stay safe out there if you're in the eye of the storm like I am. And hope you all have a great week. And uh, we'll see you again next week. So until then. Go Eos! Oh Eos! One, two, three, go Eos! Go Eos! Go Eos! Putain de merde! Go Eos! Go Eos! Alléluia! Go Eos! I love you. I love you.